ان الحمد لله ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن ومن يضلل فلا تجد له وليا مرشدا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وحبيبه ادى الامانه وبلغ الرساله ونصح الامه وكشف الله به الغمه وصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى من اتبعه الى يوم الدين اما بعد الحمد لله all praise is due to god our creator we praise him and we thank him for the many blessings that we have been that we have received throughout our lives and that we're receiving during this blessed month of Ramadan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created all that is in the heavens and the earth and he is the light of the heavens and the earth and he has created us our souls and has placed us in this existence in this world for a limited period of time and he has challenged us with several things firstly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't order us to believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he addresses mankind says a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem qul ya ayyuhan nas O mankind, say, telling the Prophet ﷺ to tell people, O mankind, O humanity, O you human beings, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ Not just the believers, not just the non-believers, all, all people. قَدْ جَاءَكُمُ الْحَقُّ Truth has come to you. قَدْ جَاءَكُمُ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ Truth from your Lord has come to you. It has reached you. It's happened. قَدْ It has, it has, verily it has, been, it has occurred. فَمَنِ اِحْتَدَى Whoever, whoever amongst you is receptive to that guidance, to that truth. اِحْتَدَى This is from the word huda. Huda is guidance. اِحْتَدَى is the eighth form of that root, hada, which is the reflexive form, meaning to allow guidance to happen to you. In other words, to be receptive to guidance. So any of you who has opened up your hearts to receive the guidance and the truth that has been sent by your Lord, فَإِنَّمَا يَهْتَدِي لِنَفْسِهِ has only done so to the benefit of their own soul. By opening your heart to receiving guidance, you have only thereby helped yourself out. وَمَنْ And whoever goes astray, whoever wanders away from that guidance, whoever takes a different path other than what has been shown to be true, فَإِنَّمَا يَضِلُّ عَلَيْهَا Verily, they have done so عَلَيْهَا They have guided, misguided against themselves. عَلَى so the, the dalal, the misguidance, has 
injured the soul, has 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 harmed the soul. وَمَا أَنَا عَلَيْكُمْ And the Prophet is instructed to say that he is not in control. He's not a guardian over you. Each of you individually have the responsibility on your own souls to allow them to receive guidance, to allow the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to penetrate them, to soften your souls, to soften your hearts, and to be receptive to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. The word iman, belief in Arabic, comes from the root amina, which is to be secure, to be safe, to be assured that you're not going to be harmed. And the word iman comes from the fourth form of that root, from that verb. Originally amana, then amana. Alright? And that fourth form means to make something secure. To make something safe. And in this case, it means to make our conviction secure and safe. In other words, to believe. To have solid and safe and sound conviction in something. That means sabdaka, to declare something to be true. Sabdaka means to to be sadiq is to be truthful. Whoever does whoever sabdaka, whoever declares whoever does tasdiq is declaring that something else is true. And it also is trans it also is uh, analogized to the word i'tarafa. And the word i'tarafa is also the eighth form meaning of arafa meaning to know. It's to have that innate knowledge, to have that internal knowledge that something is true. And even though all of us in this room who have come here to pray Jummah have attained Iman, have attained a level of belief, we should not be complacent in that belief. And what do I mean by that? Alhamdulillah, most of us in this room were born from a Muslim background. And we are grateful for having been born into that circumstance because we feel to have been blessed. We were given that guidance from a very young age. But our tasks, as uh, our tasks given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by God Almighty, is not simply to believe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He tells us in the Quran about belief, Always, it's coupled with evidence as to why you should believe. We're not asked to believe blindly as Muslims. We are given evidence as to why what we should believe is, in fact, real, is, in fact, the truth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, A'udhu billahi minash shaitan ar-rajim, Ya ayyuhal nasu qad ja'akum burhan, qad ja'akum burhan, Burhan is evidence, it's proof. Proof has come to you. Burhanum min rabbikum. Proof from your Lord. فَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكُمْ نُورًا مُبِينًا And we have sent down upon you a clear light. Guidance manifest, light manifest. 
But furthermore, in other verses, where again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to all of, all of humanity, all of mankind. قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ Say, O Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I am a messenger, I am the messenger of God to you. Jami'an. The messenger of God, الَّذِي لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّنَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ The messenger of God, the one, the God who has domain over all that is in the heavens and the earth. لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُو there is no other God besides Him. Yuhyi wa yunit. Yuhyi wa yunit. And then more evidence is provided as to why this is the case. Yuhyi wa yunit. God is the one who gives life and who takes life. Allah is the one who has created life. Allah is the only one who has created life. This is evidence for us to think about. Don't simply believe in the Prophet because he is eloquent. Don't believe in the message of Islam because you were born on that tradition. But think about it and reflect as to the evidence that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you for believing in this message. فَآمِنُوا Then believe. Because of this evidence, فَآمِنُوا Then the command is given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Therefore, fa, therefore believe. فَآمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ النَّبِيِّ الْأُمِّيِّ More evidence. And so believe in his message, believe in God and his messenger, the prophet who is unlettered. In other words, the fact that the prophet wasn't trained by someone who gave him the scripture and he's passing it along, is evidence to the truthfulness of this message. الذي يؤمن بالله وكلماته واتبعوه لعلكم تهتدون. The one who believes in God, and this is a continuation of the same verse. The one who believes in God, in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and His words, and follow Him, all of you, follow Him, O mankind, so that perchance. You may, you may receive huda. You may thereby open your hearts to accepting the guidance sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the opposite of belief? Some might suggest disbelief. Kufr. The opposite of believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is it disbelief? Shaitan, who is the biggest kafir that we can imagine, spoke to God. And God spoke to Shaitan. Did Shaitan disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He's described as a kafir. What is, what is it that made him a kafir? What does the word kafara mean? Kafara in Islam isn't to disbelieve, it's to cover. It's to cover the truth, to conceal the truth from yourself. He's described in the Quran as doing what's known as istikbar. And we all know the word Allahu Akbar. God is the greatest. Well, istikbar in the tenth form means to either seek doing it or perceive it, to perceive whatever that root word is as such. So, istikbara means to perceive yourself as bigger than you really are. So, shaitan, by refusing to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
inflated his own ego, his own self, vis-a-vis God. He is telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is not my role to submit. It is not your role to command. And by this he has covered the reality of the situation, which is, in fact, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to command and it is our position vis-a-vis Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to submit. And a tradition related by Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, the Prophet is reported to have said that whoever has an atom's worth of pride, and again the same root, kibr, whoever has an atom's weight of pride will not enter paradise. And the companions were panicking. They said, but we like wearing nice clothes and nice shoes. What's, you know, what's our fate? Are we going to be included in those who are prohibited from paradise? The Prophet redefined pride as not to look nice and be proud of the way you look, but he defined pride in a different way. He said, pride, pride is to reject the truth. Pride is to reject the truth. It's to imagine yourself as too important to accept what someone else is telling you if it is true because you have other interests other than the truth. With regards to looking beautiful, the Prophet is reported to have said in the same tradition, Allah is beauty and He loves beauty. The fact of the matter is that in this life, we have a very short amount of time. And attaining belief in God will get us on the straight path. It will get us to the right direction. But that's not the end of the story with regards to belief. Because there are other decisions that we have to make in life that entail belief. For example, given that we have limited time, limited resources, limited money, how is it that we spend these things in the best way? What do we come to believe is the best way that we can utilize the gifts that we have been granted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our intellect, our wealth, our family, our time? How is it that we can use these things in the best possible way, in the correct way? With regards to having families and the role of this masjid. It breaks my heart when people come to me with their teenagers who are dating on drugs and have, are taking the wrong direction. And the fathers are telling me, well, I was too busy when they were younger to attend the masjid. I was providing for them. I was working hard and making money so that they could, they could uh, have all of the things that they need in this world. And it happens. I hear this story a lot. We need to think hard about the role of the masjid, the role of the Islamic Center in our lives. We need to work hard to improve the Islamic Center so that we can create a community here in which we support one another and we provide an alternative for our children, for the next generations, so that they will have good friendship, good friends, believing friends, who will help them endure the temptations that this society has to offer. 
اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ادعو الله يستجب لكم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله الله سبحانه وتعالى ساس إن الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا فلا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون Those who say we believe in Allah سبحانه وتعالى then استقاموا then remain steadfast then remain steadfast in doing all that that entails, all that that implies. The belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets us to the road, like I said earlier, the straight path. But that path that uh, the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets us to might be straight, but it's not flat. That road is a very steep road at times, and it takes a lot of effort and energy and a lot of assistance from one another to get through. The month of Ramadan is a time that, in, during which we can increase our faith. We can we can increase our reserve. It's like it's like training. We can practice by doing extra good deeds, by restraining ourselves from food and drink during the daytime, by restraining ourselves from gossip, from backbiting, from vain talk, from all types of mistakes that we might make at other times of the year, we can pray extra prayers and stand for long hours in prayer during this month. And when we do this, it's reminding ourselves, because as human beings we are forgetful. And by constantly reminding ourselves through prayer and through performing dhikr or mentioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we can use the energy and the and the, the, the security and the certainty of faith that, that those activities give us to help us through the difficulties. One of the difficulties that we've been facing as a community over the last several months is a series of calamities. Hurricane Katrina, before that, there was the tsunami, and now most recently, the earthquake in Kashmir and Pakistan. It's, in, it's, it's sometimes numbing. We see all of the images on the television. We try, we try and imagine 30,000 people dying in one instance and 2 million people left homeless. The numbers are staggering and, it, and it sometimes it just becomes too much to, t- to take and so we, we, we do a little bit of covering. We cover our eyes, we cover our ears, we don't want to hear it. It's just too much to endure. Let me suggest that we don't cover our eyes, that we don't cover our ears, and that we take this opportunity in this life that we have, in this moment that Allah has challenged us with, to spend until it hurts to help out those who are in need, locally, and in Pakistan and Kashmir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
You will not attain righteousness. Until giving a few hundred dollars, you don't feel it. It's giving it from what you love until you feel it, until you're, you're lacking in what you're, you're accustomed to. Then you feel it. Then you're truly giving. We need to sensitize ourselves and not become desensitized by the sheer volume of catastrophe that we're facing around the world today as Muslims. Whether it be from national, natural disaster or disasters that we inflict upon ourselves as human beings or the disaster of tyranny that exists throughout the world, don't let the magnitude and the recurrence of these events blind us don't let them don't let those events allow us to blind ourselves to what we need to do here in this community the prophet al-salam is reported to have instructed the believers o oh people weep weep and if you cannot weep then make yourself weep how is it that Allah, that the Prophet ﷺ is telling people that they need to cry? What he's telling them, what he's telling us, is that we need to condition ourselves to be responsive, to be receptive to truth, and to open our hearts in tragedies such as this, and to dig deep. I ask all of you to contribute. We have a relief collection for those who are suffering from the devastating earthquake in Pakistan and Kashmir in the back of the hall. I ask you to contribute as much as you can to this relief effort. It's going to be sent through Islamic Relief, which is a very efficient and effective organization in distributing the, the aid to those who need it on the ground. And I also ask that you consider now, while you still have a chance, contributing to the Islamic Center to make it a better place, not just with your money, yes, with your money, but not just with your money, with your time, with your effort, any way that you can make this place a better community for your children, for yourselves. I ask that you contribute. And if anyone doesn't know how they can contribute, please talk to Jamil Momon, the chair of the board, or myself. There are many things that you can do to make this place a community that will serve as a as a, as, a, as a place of tranquility for your for future generations. Allahumma ihdina fi man hadayt wa aafina fi man aafayt wa tawallana fi man tawallayt wa barak lana fi ma aatayt innaka taqdi wa la yuqda alayt Rabbana arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna tiba'a wa arina al-baatila baatilan warzuqna ijtinaba ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار يا عزيز يا غفار يا أرحم الراحمين Oh Allah, give us the clarity of vision Give us the strength of faith Let us to, Give us the steadfastness that we need to endure All that you have challenged us with in this life And bestow your mercy and blessings upon our Prophet Muhammad And those who preceded him in righteousness And follow him in righteousness until the day of judgment آمين يا رب العالمين أقم الصلاة إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعدكم لعلكم تذكرون <تصفيق>